You're listening to the Vanilla Weeds podcast, co-hosted by three women from three continents. Mia Catherine Boyle from Seattle, United States, Dayu Dwirani from Jakarta, Indonesia, and Natalia Blagova from Zurich, Switzerland, originally from Sofia, Bulgaria. We met in the global community of changemakers and co-creators, women heart to heart. Hello, good morning for me, good evening for me, good afternoon for Dayo. <laughs> As usual, we are uh, coming together in a very different time zone from three different parts of the world. Today, we are going to talk about beauty. And wow, what a theme and where to start from. Um, I think beauty is something that impacts every one of us and it's one of those things that is hugely important so it's really worth it to look more into it because I think just as probably everything else in life it has different aspects I think there is um, beauty that touches our heart that touches us in a way that's very deep and meaningful i would say touches our soul uh and and i would even say there's a deeper beauty with its only capacity of our soul to feel somehow i i feel it's at that level it's one of the capacities of our uh, soul is to experience that beauty and then there's another beauty which is socially constructed. And I think it's critical to become aware of the differences and to be able to differentiate them. So the socially constructed beauty is more, some of it is ingrained in our biology and some of it is created over time from society, from media from fashion companies who set the trends, from art dealers who set which artist paintings now is going to be sold, uh, is going to be worth millions and which one is going to be worth of 50 uh, bucks compared to, I don't know, there's been astronomical figures for art. So, so, so there's a huge difference between these two types of beauty. Uh, as far as the one that's socially constructed, I feel um, I'm not a specialist on this, and actually on neither of the topics we discuss. I'm speaking really from personal experience. Um, and, and the reason I said this, because as, as I was thinking of beauty, I remembered I have a book, uh, uh, in electronic version on beauty and I, I opened it and I closed it because <laughs> it was something like thousand pages starting from ancient times so, so, so the reason I'm mentioning it is because um, beauty has always been something that concerns people like something important that we that has been part of life through the centuries but at the same time, I don't think we fully differentiate between this, um, the real, the, the, the beauty that touches our soul 
and they are socially constructed, which is not always, um, I mean, some of it is not beauty, actually. <laughs> some of it is, uh, I, I can say that there is also ugliness perceived as beauty because it's good for making money. I mean, I want to keep it like that. And I'll just add one more thing. When I said related to a biology, I listened one day to one lecture and I unfortunately I um, I listened online and I, I cannot remember who was the professor and uh, I cannot find it. But I was very impressed and touched by one something he, he said. Uh, they, he was talking, I don't even remember was it he or she, but uh, the professor was talking about um, why do we like houses with views? I mean, in general, views are—they uh, uh, are known to 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 to, to make the prop. I mean, in general, what's seen in front of your windows is known to really change the value of real estate. And especially, he was talking about views, and he said the reason we like so much views and to be able to see further is because in ancient times, people had to be uh, in a place where they can see from distance so that they can prepare themselves for an attack. Uh, so, so, so people who could afford to be on a hill and have good views could, um, uh, were more safe and could prepare and defend themselves. And at that time, I'm just giving it as an example of how how many things actually impact our perception of beauty without us realizing it. And to me, it's important to deconstruct that. So I'm going to stop here. And there's more. Um, I want us to start deconstructing the different uh, aspects because I think that's where it's going to be very uh, useful for us and hopefully our audience. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, it's funny how you uh, say good morning, afternoon, and night because we <laughs> never, we never. Sometimes we, we don't realize that we are having this conversation on a different time based on our different uh, continent where we live. And I really like the, the topic that we are talking right now about beauty because uh, for my personal experience right now, I don't know, maybe it is happening in the world also. Yeah, right now uh, in my country, actually, we are we are kind of, uh ha yeah it is really happening that people only see beauty with the standard that came in, came from others because right now as the industry of uh korean korean waves came in and came in into our country indonesia and many fans like it and we we just got so we just really make the standard of beauty become too shallow to the standard of Oh, okay. The part of beauty that we understand is right, the uh, right, uh, like that. The the one that they represent by the Korean artists that came to in our country. But the fact is, 
I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we have to do because for me personally, I really can can say that beauty can can come from everywhere because I was just watching uh, Whitney Houston's movie, uh, the the biography. I don't uh, I don't know if you like it, but to me, beauty is like when I watch the movie and really really hear the voice of Whitney sing the songs her songs it touches my heart and re really the tears are just came out and oh it's beautiful beautiful voice at at that time and i don't even uh i don't even understand but that's the beauty that really touches our soul actually that really have meaning other than just the physical beauty and the one that we see with our uh, with our eyes. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation about this beauty. I have one clarifying question only. Uh, you're saying that a lot of things are coming from Korea, but isn't it, I mean, looking from a side, I have the feeling that there must be a lot of things coming from Western worlds also, from mm -hmm. developed countries in fashion and stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think there's this, if you look at young people today, they, it doesn't matter where they are, they all dress the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. something called global, cult, global mm -hmm. culture, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it, that must be coming as well, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. But right now, I don't know because the, the wave is really high in touching the young generation right now. We we see the video clips, we see the commercial video, we see the movies, the dramas, and really, really a, a big amount of wave. That, that's why I only mentioned that particular country, but actually it is globally came from everywhere. Oh boy, this is a broad topic and I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but it you've touched on some things here. Um, yeah, like I, I studied philosophy and art history in school. So I'm fond of this topic because to me, it's one of the most important things. It's one of the things that makes us human. And it cannot really be truly understood. Um, although we have to admit that there is a standard within us. There's, I believe, archetypes that shape what we feel and understand to be beautiful. And then there's also artificially induced standards of beauty that you point out. But those aren't really the same thing. They play on each other. But, but those beauty standards that are forced on us, so I would say just implied or, you know, pushed on us. Um, yeah, those are coming from, uh, you know, they're obviously driving a market and, and they're playing off of more off of fears and wild desires than on anything that's deep or true for the, for us. And what's really, um, What's really truly important about beauty is that it it's a it's a real conversation you have with God or with the world with with your world and with yourself, finding out who you really are, 
understanding what do I think is beautiful? Why do I think that's beautiful? That's such an important thing for an individual to do. And, and actually it's, it's, it, and I don't think this is an accident. It is not encouraged for, um, for people to really pursue that in general, like at least in the, in the fields that make money. I'm going to say that um, unless you get to a point where, you know, you're like some sort of, as you pointed out, world famous artist, and then something flips and it becomes really surreal. And I've seen this happen to many people who enter that world. And that's, that's perhaps a conversation for another day, but but the idea about beauty is it's absolutely crucial for us to be thinking about right now because we're on the precipice of um, entering a new reality with technology. And I have concerns about that and, and many do. Um, and not so much about what they're saying about technology, but with what they're not saying. And um just the fact that I have to say them and us is disturbing to me because this should be a global conversation that we're all having together about what we want to do with technology. And that's not happening at all. And that concerns me. Uh, the other thing that concerns me is that when the experts, quote unquote, talk about technology and how excited they are and what they're going to develop with, you know, our money. <laughs> But not with our inform, you know, not with our informed consent, in my opinion. Um, I'm very disturbed because they're they're talking about strictly actually about simply information and simply the ability of computers to gather information and to act like humans because they have a lot of information and then to supersede humans because they have more information than humans do and they can compute faster. But none of this really encompasses the, the breadth of what it is to be human. There's no one in technology that I know of who's actually, who, you know, who's talking about AI, who's really concerned with what is the soul, who's really concerned with, you know, what, what about compassion in computers? What about compassion in robots? You know, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about, I don't want to hear about, oh, how we're going to make a, a weapon that's a robot is going to be a soldier now. I don't want to hear that. Well, that's way too early for that. <laughs> I want to hear about how we're going to, you know, really look at how AI can serve us rather than supplant us. And, and we need to start making plans for how we want things to happen. And if it's going to be this, you know, race of intelligence as the AI community seems to think it is, and I don't really agree with that, but um, then, you know, that's just, to me, it's just another form of warfare. And, and I think that, I think it's bizarre that they don't, they don't really see that. Um, I know I'm leveling some pretty heavy criticism here, but I'm a little bit angry about it, to be honest, because at stake is the world itself and nature itself, because there is no zero zip consideration for nature and, and as such, not much consideration for us. So I don't mean to make this a talk about AI. Obviously, I have some issues around that. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm bringing that up is because 
beauty and the understanding of beauty is the opposite from what I can tell of what AI intelligence is. There is no AI intelligence that can understand beauty the way a human does, the, with the finesse, with the, with the true understanding, because it comes from the soul. And um, this needs to be talked about, discussed, understood, um, you know, contemplated. I agree with you, man. I, I share your concerns. And where I see, I'll, I'll give an example because maybe because some people who are listening, they might not get the connection. But for example, when you were talking, I was um, thinking, I mean, they keep coming with these cases of artificial intelligence, writing poems, writing uh, books, uh, painting paintings, creating music now. Yeah. And, and I think that's where we are missing the whole uh, aspect of what art means. Absolutely. And what, what true, so, so for me, they're producing what I call, and I'm not sure my terminology is right, but I've been always calling it commercial art. So they, yeah. can, they can produce things that fit the concept of what is being commercially easy to sell, for example. So, so they can create right. stuff. Right. What, well, there's what, there's an important aspect to that. And forgive mm -hmm. me if I'm interrupting you, but I want to point this out, which is that when they talk about computers doing art, all they're doing is they are taking information from artists and they're basically collating that information and yes. barfing it out into something that is supposedly, you know, the sum total of all these great artists. Well, so in that sense, it it's it's uh it's anything it's abusing it's abusing it's i mean it's, it's i don't know yes. what the word strong to use but it's uh it's actually against copyright rules also in other words right it is in a word, sly sort of way that's right yeah. and it's it's it is in that way exploitation it is and, exploitation. And that's, that's the word yes. yeah and that's just the beginning okay of of where this is leading because once it enters into exploitation, we have a real problem on our hands because, um, you know, there's a concept that I've talked about in the past. It's called wetiko, and and that is what, you know, what exploitation turns into, and it's nothing good, and it's a terrifying direction for us to be going in. And I'm very concerned about that. Yeah. What I wanted to add only, and I think it's it's almost we're saying it, but I wanted to say it more clearly is that the difference between what these machines are doing, in addition to, uh, how do you call this in English, plagiarism? Plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so effectively, they're doing that. They're taking right. other people's work. But the other thing is what we're missing in, in this uh, products that they produce, is there's so much soul in an artist, whether it's a poet, um, painter, musician, there's so much soul that goes, I mean, so much personal emotion, so much personal experience uh, um, that goes into the creation of whatever product it is. The real oh art is, a, it, it's a real expression of something 
profoundly human, profoundly deep, and very unique for the experience of that person at that moment of time throughout his both personal experience and also the historical events and so on. Yeah, and, and this is where the real beauty is. And when you look at the art, true art, but, but true art, that's, I mean. Well, I think it art. is true art that comes yes. from humans out of, born out of experience and struggle. Yes. Okay? Yes. And yes. that, that creates an alchemy because you're, you're actually, uh, you're creating something beautiful out of your pain, just to sort of put it in a trite way. Yes. Um, yes. This is something a computer cannot do, okay? And and it can act like it's doing that, but it can't do it. And there's absolutely no acknowledgement on the part of people involved in developing AI on that point explicitly. And and I'm I'm appalled at that. I I, I mean I just think what occurs to me is that maybe they're not aware of that because you know, maybe they don't really, haven't really given a lot of thought to what an artist is and what it means and what beauty really is because they've been too busy in the lab, like recreating and, you know, soldering things. I don't know, but, but this, you know, this is the huge argument for the need for, uh, you know, soft sciences um, and, and the need for uh, liberal arts education to come back. Um, you know, I'm one of the last, I'm a dying breed. I had a liberal arts education and I think about things in a very broad way, big picture. Well, that doesn't really get me through the interviews to get the jobs because the minute I say, oh, I'm a big picture thinker, they they don't want that. They want a very narrow thinking person to do this single job right here. I think that world of silo thinking is going away now and we really need to make an adjustment and we need to make that adjustment quickly and we need to question those in charge who are doing things the old the old way because that's not going to that's just not going to that's not going to cut it in the future we need to be inclusive we need to be uh thinking deeply theoretically philosophically we need to be thinking uh about spirituality and science coming together we need to be thinking about the life of the soul it's a real thing um, we need to absolutely, uh, you know, start questioning, you know, how some of these fields that are accepted, such as, you know, the, the, they're siloed. The science field is not allowed to talk about spirituality in a legitimate way. I think that's absolutely I twisted. It's starting to change, though. Yeah, I, it is, change. and it needs to change real fast. That's what yes. I'm saying, like yes. now. And, I think also and this is a serious could, thing. I agree. I agree. I think we also have a responsibility as human beings, as the, sorry for the word, but the consumers of the art, to, to also start like really um, think with our, listen with our hearts, uh, look with our hearts, and differentiate between this empty art that's created by machines mm -hmm. and the true art because the true art touches us all i'm 100 right. sure of it that art if we really really take the time to connect with it i'm sure we cannot connect with that art in the way yeah. 
it, this the true art speaks to us all. But we need to take the time because if we look at it just in between, I don't know, other 3,000 other things, they will, on face value, they look the same. Maybe even the machine might produce something that looks better, but they're not the same thing. And we can see and feel that with our hearts if mm -hmm. we take the time. First of all, we are aware that there's such a problem and we, we actually behave as humans. Like we need to, like, like the other is we would behave as machines. If we, if we actually truly embody our humanity, we can differentiate between things and we can see through things. Uh, I'm convinced in that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I think that, I think we're at a time, we're coming to a time when we're really going to start paying very dearly for creating these various separations. We're, and we're learning in the hardest ways possible. Um, everything is separated and that separation has created all manner of, um, uh, you know, really negative things because we are not born of separation. We are not, we are not beings that thrive in separation. We are, we are beings that depend on one another and that in this modern world, that has been uh, something that has been, I think, systematically denied in an effort to maintain certain vectors of control for those in charge. And I understand why people want to do that, because just on a, on a very basic level, maintaining, uh, you know, control is an easy way to sort of feel like you're able to steer things and go in the right direction. That's sort of a benevolent interpretation on another interpretation is that, you know, what's happening right now is way freaking out of control. There's way too much fraud. There's way too much. I mean, it's, it's just off the rails right now. Okay. There's some people like myself are thinking along those lines and I'm not going to go into why I think that I'm just going to say that's my context from which I'm coming and believe you me, it's pretty well informed in the turn in the sense that I don't just watch the news and get information. I research, I deep dive. I've got pretty, pretty good broad analysis for what I'm saying here. And I'm not the only one who thinks this. Okay. And, and it has everything to do. What I'm trying to say is it has everything to do with the fact that we don't value uh, the importance of art, creativity, beauty, uh, emotional intelligence, and uh, the last major, the big C word, consciousness. We don't, we haven't really done our due diligence in understanding, uh, or at least trying to understand what consciousness is. And I think that's creating a huge problem with regards to the technology that's just unfolding faster than we can even understand it, you know, because we can't even understand ourselves at this point. We should be way farther along given, uh, given the discovery of quantum physics. This should have been in the schools a long time ago. It's still not in the schools. What's up with that? Okay, let's fix that, deal with it, get everybody learning the, the, the basics of quantum physics and quantum understanding 
and try to move ahead and catch up with where these hyper-intellectual scientists are going with artificial intelligence. This is a very serious thing and everybody needs to be involved in this. We need to have the world meeting on these issues. This is scary. Yeah. Dayu, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I'm really, uh, it's really uplifting to hear uh, so many uh, insight from you, Mia. But I, I noticed the, I note the, the one thing, the real thing I, I get from your, uh, from all of you, you, you have already said the, uh, the part of the real thing that we can do is right now questioning the person in charge or whatever it is. The, we have to questioning the standard of the beauty that really, uh, yeah, really yeah. You, people use right now. We have to questioning or, If we don't, we don't have the opportunity to question it, questioning the meaning of beauty. We we can do it by doing it by ourselves, and we really practice it to in our community, in our, our relationship to other people. Because talking about beauty, what I what I can what I can share is really. I'm 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 talking about the other side, not about the artificial, uh, about uh, the artificial that beauty can come from. But what I can see is beauty is supposed to be that came from. It doesn't have to be about looks or anything, but it can happen as there's the people who really not in a really good state, but. They are willing to help others, and that really touches our hearts. That the that's beauty, and yeah. there are there are people who doesn't care what other what what religions the people that they help, and they just do as human as they are. And that's I think that's beauty that we have to we have to promote it. We have to campaign about beauty, not. Not all of the standard of the physical, the the commercial standard of beauty, the anything that we have already talked about. That we we have to see beauty from a larger larger set of understanding because beauty to me is really touches uh, our heart and it cannot be it cannot come from robots. It cannot come from artificial. It has to be original authentic comes from people human as human is uh, the 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 product that really the universe or our god is really make so i really cannot understand about beauty that really fake quote unquote fake it's, it has to be original it has to be authentic and it doesn't have to be in the Uh, in the visual, in the beauty, physically, it can be anything really touches. Absolutely. Well, that's, you know, that's, and that right there, Dayu, is, I believe what the value of art in general is, is to unite us all in the sense that, you know, I know that The, the art of Indonesia is extraordinary and, and Indonesia is very well known for the beauty of, of the art, the dance, um, 
and, and then the nature, which is, it's all informed, you know, all the art there is informed by the beautiful nature there. And this is true of, you know, communities around the world. And they take from their experience where they live and they create art out of that experience. And then the beauty of it all, the true beauty of it all, as if there was more, and there is, <laughs> is that the the art that they create from that individual experience of where they are in the world actually has a universal appeal because it speaks to people from across the world much i mean it's similar in the way that you know we have this podcast here and we constantly find things to agree up upon even though we don't really know each other that well you know in terms of I mean, we live in different worlds completely and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we can really come together and discuss these things and have a, a real strong unity in, in so much of what we talk about. And I think that that is definitely an analog and a parallel to what we're talking about in, in art and beauty. Um, and if we were having this conversation with a robot right now they would be completely left in the dust on the on these topics right and <laughs> and good luck to them so <laughs> i love them <laughs> yeah i think you know this is where the rubber hits the road right here really beauty mm -hmm. i mean we don't even need to go into what is it because there's it's like this it's like the a trillion names of god right like there's there we can't we can't really pinpoint what it is because it's constantly evolving and changing as we are experiencing our experience right here and right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a holy topic, really, you know. I think the good news here in, in, in what Mia was saying and then Dio, the, the good news is that technology artificial intelligence specifically, it's forcing us, not still everybody, so not everybody is thinking about this, but people like us are forced actually to um, differentiate what makes us human. Mm -hmm. Because we've been treating each other as machines and, and I can I have a lot of proof I can I, I'm not gonna even start because there's just so many aspects it's so true we reach at each other some biological machines and we don't even understand our biology so so even uh we, we, it, we treat each other as machines without even understanding the mechanism also of the machine so so technology is forcing us to recognize what does it really mean to be human and it's forcing us to actually uh, admit the reality of consciousness and soul and start understanding it better. And I, I mm -hmm. really feel that. And I think that's the good news. <laughs> that's the good news. Uh, and, and that's a process that I've been monitoring in the world. I mean, even in, in my own life, I didn't know what consciousness was or even what soul was some years ago. It's only in the last 
I don't know how many years, but in the last period of my life, I'm starting to really understand what are we talking about. I'm starting to be able to put words to it. So, so not just understand it as a, with my heart as some un, unclear territory. I, I, I mean, and when I'm saying I, I know it's a lot of other people that have come with a lot of, um, I mean, even science has started investigating this. So, so we're starting to be able to talk about these things and to understand what makes us human. Mm -hmm. And that's the good news. It's technology is forcing us to speed that process. And I think it's happening. I see more and more people talking about spirituality, consciousness uh, outside of the uh, religious understanding because we need, we need a bigger picture than what religion offers and, and I'm convinced in that yeah. what, I, what I was wondering is because we've been speaking about art uh, but um, uh, Dai mentioned also physical beauty and I, I think there's a lot of um, we need to go through the same realization not, not the same but for, for other realization there as well uh, because our understanding of physical beauty is both, it, it's actually impacting the lives of people. We have been discriminating massively based on physical appearance. There, there are, there's research that people are having better educational performance if they look good, which mm -hmm. is part of this effect that when you look good and you look intelligent when teachers treat you with more uh, uh, attention. So as a result, you perform better, that has been proven. It's the same in the workplace. I know it for a, few, for a fact also there's research that people who are fitting the socially constructed uh, understanding of what is beautiful, I actually, uh, having higher wages at work and better realization. And what's interesting is there is some, um, when we talk about socially constructed beauty, there is, as I said, there is some which is, uh, for example, there was time in history when white people were the, I mean, the masters of the world, so to say, they were the wealthy people. Mm -hmm. And the people, the other, the people who didn't have money had to work in the fields. And as far as I've read, that's where whiteness came as a recognition, like at that time, today it's not like that, thank God, but uh, not to that level, I would say. But there was a time when you, you had to be very pale skill, like uh, skin, very white, because that was a sign that you're wealthy and you're not working in the field. So it was a, so, so that's where the whiteness came. I've, I've also, um, I mean, not, not just from there, but I'm just saying one, it's one uh, way. It's an we, example. Yeah, it's just an example. Also I've heard about blue eyes that at some point they were more rare. So, so they became also like, but blue eyes is something special. Uh, so, so actually, through, so, so there's this part. There's also the part about 
symmetry. So, so a lot of the, uh, it's been proven that beauty is associated with symmetry, which has, I have to say there is some foundation there in terms of, for example, I've noticed in my life, our faces, as you know, probably are not symmetrical. So, so we have a different left and right part. And, and I've noticed throughout my life that this has been changing depending on my, um, how balanced I am on my left and right part of my brain. Hmm. So kind of the more intellectual and more emotional, spiritual part of me. So, so what I'm saying is maybe there's some logic in the symmetry, but we've taken it to another level and we actually discriminate based on physical factors. And, and um, I, 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 hmm? I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to say that um, I really feel as though uh, that is born out of a neurosis that is inflicting society right now. So I think our societies due to, I don't know, the economic structures that govern our societies, um, there's so much power and wealth and stature and there's so much manipulation around things that garner that, um, that our societies are just completely neurotic and twisted about, about what, what- I agree, I agree. I agree. I, I, I was trying to come up with examples that help uh, understand the origin of things because we need to we need to part of this deeper awareness and part of this responsibility to, to deconstruct for me also goes into understanding the origins of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other part is understanding how we get manipulated today for, and, and it's really for making money and social media has played an incredible role in that uh, because it's, it's, there are standards of beauty that are being imposed on us and we through social media, uh do a great job of reinforcing them oh yeah and i'm not talking i mean i'm trying not to do it but uh i'm talking on the average is being done for social media and everybody is showing this and i would put uh, i would say it verbally because you, uh, listeners cannot uh, see me but uh beauty in parentheses is being like be, people show through social media what they perceive is beautiful and they're trying to um, demonstrate a life of uh, beauty. Well, I think, uh, um, I think we're veering off into, I mean, it's still to perfectly relevant for our topic, but we're veering and, and we're veering into sort of, an, um, we're going away from beauty as art and into uh, beauty as a currency, which yes. I don't think it was ever supposed to be, but here we are. And yes. I think uh, that it, um, as a performer and a musician, I can say 
just watching my own, you know, watching the field of music that this currency has, uh, it has origins in something very innocent and beautiful that was exploited and turned into a currency. In other words, um, the world of music, the world of pop music, you know, it, it became something that sort of came from a genuine expression of experience and was turned into, um, you know, there's a kind of joy that was coming out of pop music in the West, at least, that was uh, that was created out of hardship. OK, um, blues, jazz, rock. OK, that's that's the basic um, trajectory that it arrived from and blues jazz and rock are informed by incredibly painful experiences of black americans um and and you know white experience too what have you but you know the alchemy of those experiences together creating what you know what this this thing we call rock and roll or whatever popular music that constantly mutates itself in interesting ways um was coming from a genuine expression and then somewhere along the lines business got a hold of it and said hey teenagers make the most money because you know they're a captive audience and they have they're sitting on this money and we want that money and we're going to get it and so really it became an exploitation of teenagers who are you know having an ex a very genuine ex life experience of uh, hormones, right? These hormones are coursing through them, and they're having emotions and feelings, very powerful ones, I should say. And music really taps into that. And so um, the marketing of music to take advantage of that is I feel sinister in, in many ways because it cheapened that experience for, for those people. And it's still doing that today in social media. I see it everywhere. It's like, it's just all about uh, sexuality. And it wasn't ever, you know, it wasn't really supposed to be this, you know, constant haranguing of sex sex you know sex selling music or selling whatever i just i mean it's it's pretty distasteful and there's sort of like this uh there's a there's a real tension of opposites playing around in 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 the art field of music because there are people rebelling against that and there are people playing into it and it's a very sort of fraught uh, world and and I think again that that world informs social media. Social media is incredibly neurotic and sick, in my opinion, and it's making people very unhealthy and it's affecting young people in a horrible way. And it's way out of control. And there there needs to be some some control of these uh, you know monopolies of people who are just interested in the power of having that you know that this but this is a, a a bigger reflection of the way businesses are being run worldwide in general okay but social media is sort of like the condensed version that is playing out directly to the most vulnerable members of our society our children and 
you know, people, people are decrying, you know, why is this, why are we letting this happen? And, and I think that's a, a really good question, but part of the reason it's so entrenched so immediately is because it's been happening for a long time before social media existed. It was happening in music and, and it was happening in, in, uh, you know, movies and, and other things I'm sure. So, so that that really needs to be looked at and and again we're back at the topic of exploitation yeah yeah i i, I to me to me the word that uh, really important came out is the beauty that we are talking about that really derailed from the original meaning is because of two words the manipulation of the beauty itself and the exploitation because uh it should be not be a standard from the society that we have to understand what is the true meaning of beauty. It because of the, I don't know who, maybe, yeah, Mia, you're right. It is already happening since the ages without social media. The, the meaning of beauty, this, the constructive beauty, the, the constructive meaning of the beauty itself, it's being manipulated manipulate i i hope that yeah, i pronouncing yeah. it right and it's Sounds been good. exploited <laughs> so everyone's want to be like that and everyone's do anything that in any anything that they can to be the standard of that kind of beauty because yeah. of that that the two word the, the exploitation oh it should be this one is the, the the standard of the beauty and the manipulation. So everyone, so because in my country, it's really sad, saddening to me the, to see the, um, main, many are women, but uh, there's also a male also that really do everything that they can to to be the, the, stand, the standard of that kind of beauty by doing the operation, standard operation to change the way they look change everything that yeah. they can to be seen as beauty and that's that's the word that we have to tragic uh, that's the word that we have to get rid of the manipulation the exploitation by questioning uh there's no such thing as standard of beauty to me and we have right. to we have to go back to ourselves and really understand that human being is really unique on every yeah every human being is unique so why should why should we bother to make all of people's the same the same have yeah. the same standard of beauty mm. have the same standard of i don't know intelligence or anything oh we it should have, be the opposite everyone yeah. has their own sort of yes. beauty they need yes. to be appreciated for that you know mm. and um I, I can't help but think really what's happening in a, in a globally now um, in society is is simply an obsession with power. And I don't even think most people realize that they're obsessed with power. But in essence, when we're talking about all this social media stuff and and, you know, in general, the way people what the lengths they will go to to please others and step outside of their own their own ages if you will like their own self-determination and their own self self-appreciation 
um, I really feel that's due to the fact that there's so much emphasis on power all the time. You know, who's in power? How are you going to get power? How are you going to get the approval of those in power? Like, it just, I look around and, you know, as a person who really, um, I guess I, ha I have a privilege of sorts because I'm not a successful artist, quote unquote, in the sense that I don't make a lot of money and I don't go on the road and I don't have to fulfill all these roles that a successful musician would be doing right now. No, I sit back and I, I, I look, I observe the world and I produce music on my own with my, you know, community here and my husband who's a great record producer, but I, I have to, you know, I, I have, I have the gift of being able to just really observe what's happening. And I see a lot of, I hate to say this, a lot of pandering, you know, out of, out of fear, out of desperation, um, not to get um, lost in the, in the crowd or, or, you know, to make money or, or to um, somehow gain approval in place of a, a lack of self-respect. And this concerns me a lot because um, what happened to that? What happened to 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 our sense of self that that you know that we surely once had and and i think i mean gosh i can just go back to ancient cultures and indigenous cultures i you know i, I studied ancient greek philosophy and and you know they had some serious standards right and they 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 really, I mean, one of the, one of the axioms that they're famous for is know thyself. This is one of the most important ancient statements ever made to be reflected upon modern society, to know thyself and how many people really do that. And how many people really have that as a goal anymore, even do how many people even think to, to try to do that. And, and yet I feel as an artist and, and as an artist who's not young anymore, like I, I've lived through some things, I've seen some things, and I've really appreciated the fact that I didn't get as successful as I wanted to be because I would not have been able to observe as much as I have, and I would not have been able to really get to know myself. And that really struck me uh, because it made me realize that if we want to succeed in these cultures that are existing right now, we have to sacrifice knowing ourselves. And when you do that, of course, you're looking for a standard of beauty because you don't have one anymore. And that's tragic because you don't have an identity. So you're reaching outside of yourself to find one. And this is something that indigenous cultures were very careful to protect and to pass down a lineage of who you were and where you came from. This is so important and something that modern culture really does not give very much credit to or, or, or very much attention to, um, at least in, in my country, I can say that. Um, it, you know, as the melting pot, we sort of, oh, we just kind of lost track of everybody, you know, in the past. But, but when we were losing track of history, we we're losing track of our, our foothold on reality, truly. And we need to really stop and think about this because you cannot just really own yourself in a void. You have to have a context of where you came from, what you believe in, what the people who 
came before you believed in and how what their their values were if you don't have that who are you really i think you brought a lot of here different um, concepts that are actually critical and uh, i would even propose we speak separately one time about power you you, you started some very important things and i um I think there's a lot more to be said there, and it's very important we realize our relationship with power in general. I think it's critical. Yes. And, and also the whole thing of indigenous cultures. I think everything we need today, today uh, need to do today can be found. It's things we've lost, which we used to do and know. Right. And indigenous cultures have preserved that. So, so there's so much richness there and so much wisdom that we need to reconnect to. And, and the good news is it's not something new we need to learn. It's things that we have, we know, we we are able to do, but we've lost touch with. It's true. And I want to bring the conversation just one um, step back because both of you, you were talking about the importance of, um, but there's no standard of beauty and the importance of um, the unique beauty of the authentic uh, person, art, whatever it is. And I wanted to bring attention to the name of our podcast, Vanilla Wits, because that's actually very much connected to that because we were speaking about uh, how as a society, we classified some uh, plants as weeds where we don't need and we need to remove. And then we're trying to cultivate other plants. And we're actually not trying, we're actually doing it. Uh, as a result, we're all eating now plastic tomatoes. And I am fortunate enough to still be able to eat real tomatoes. And there's nothing in common between. I'm just using tomatoes as an example. But as a result of this cultivation, we are totally removing the beauty. And we've decided this is weeds in the sense of this is not needed. And this is what beauty should be. I mean, beauty in the sense of this is what we want to produce. Obviously, this is not true beauty. Okay, well, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I, mm -hmm. I just need to put a little insert here because, yes, what you're talking about is heirloom vegetables, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And and I just want to point out that I don't know a single uh, small farmer or a person who eats food that would have consciously or willingly made the decision to limit um, those varieties out of the food system. So again, I, and I'm not trying to harp on this, but I'm saying that again, that points to the fact that there's an out of balance power dynamic going on that's affecting absolutely everything in our culture and in our consciousness. And, and the, the food system, I could talk all day about it because it's, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's really, it's staggering the the diversity we've lost in our foods and this was not this was you know when you say and I, i'm not arguing with what you're saying because of course i agree with you but i'm pointing out that when we say oh you know we've we've weeded out this 
this this kind of uh, vegetable. We haven't done that. We didn't make those choices or decisions. And we've left it up to a system that has been doing these things uh, regardless of our opinions or, or desires. And, and that is the thing that I'm trying to point out here because it's, it's, it's persistent and it's uh, insidious and it's counter to our welfare. So what is going on? You, I agree with you, but I also would add that uh, there is not, the, it, it's the whole thing about the perpetrator and the victim. I think we're part of it. And I'll give you an example of how I think we're part of it. I've seen multiple cases it, with my own eyes. For example, in my country, you can see some old lady selling cucumbers with, uh, you know, cucumbers with, uh, what's the word in English? They bend it and they're in these ugly forms. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, in the supermarket, there is they sell the cucumbers. But I mean, in Europe, I don't know how it's in your countries, but in Europe, they've created standards. How right. big should be the cucumbers? Yeah. And there's a standard of length, width, and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so the the old lady is selling this ugly cucumbers. I mean, I'm putting it again in parentheses, but we're going and buying the ones that look the same. Same I've seen like, like have you seen a natural apple? It has bends and stuff. And I mean, it doesn't, it's not this uh, round with the same size. Right, we call it ugly fruit, ugly vegetable. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we don't buy it. We don't buy it. So well, we're, we, part yes. of it, we're part of that process. And yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The main problem is the industrial approach to uh, farming. That's it. Uh, uh, but we've been part of it. We, 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 well, we have. We have. But, and I don't, I'm not trying to say, you know, we're totally innocent or we're being made a victim. What I'm trying to say is, is that we're we're falling for the systematization of a life that doesn't need to be systematized. Anyone who gardens vegetables knows the value of that quote unquote ugly cucumber and they don't have a problem with it. But if you don't garden your own vegetable and you go to the store and you buy it and you don't, you know, there we have people in our country here who don't even know what vegetables look like because they only buy frozen or whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're in poverty. They don't, they just don't have exposure. I mean, these are, these, these are things that are that absolutely stagger the mind that should not be happening in a quote unquote, you know, I, I don't really think we're that civilized, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a conceit that we have going on. Right. And, and I mean, I don't think we're even going too far afield here because, you know, the 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 standards of beauty that we have going on absolutely conform in some way to what we're talking about. And I don't think we we are just that conscious of how this has happened to us. 
And, and we do need to step back and say, wait a minute, what if what is beauty even, you know, because we've been using that word and talking about physical beauty and also about art at the same time. And that's sort of those are two in, you know, in certain ways, different things. But there's, uh, you know, there's creative expression in fashion and, and then there's a lack of it, you know, and and really at the base of it is. Do you know yourself enough to know what you really want? Or are you going to go to the store and, and pick from things that you're being told are acceptable? Not that going to a store is bad, but I'm just making a rudimentary point here is that knowing the self is the important thing here. And that's what's getting lost. Mm -hmm. I want to bring one more topic that we didn't touch upon. Uh, or maybe we did, but uh, not clearly. And that's nature and the beauty of nature. Uh, in the sense that, and in general, the healing power of both true art and nature. What do you think about that? I think we are nature and that, um, to the degree that we're allowing nature to be harmed and destroyed is our peril. Yeah, to me, to me, yeah, it's it's a good thing that we brought it up about nature because as uh, as I uh, as I uh, have this uh, understanding about beauty is not supposed to be have a standard. Uh, the same is uh, the same like nature. It's the place that we are going to to go back for as everyone will going to die and going to i don't know in in my culture it depends you can be uh uh in the back to the ground or else but nature is the place that when you can realize just like what mia said knowing yourself is by reaching out to nature again and just see see the what god already creates and that's that's the place that's the moment that we can realize that there's there's not supposed to be anything that can be a uh, any standard or yeah there's need to be yet yeah, we need approval of somebody's and we need the we need uh, we need to have the power to want to be someone or want to be somebody the nature is really the the for me personally the place for ourselves to be grounded realizing that we are going to go back to the to the nature itself it really when we stand and really really can touch the ground that's the that's the place that we can go back to when when because what i'm saying is uh, i'm a muslim so when we die and we will get, uh, I don't know how to say it. We will going to bury, 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 and it going uh, the the body will be perished and become one again with the nature, with the ground. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what what I'm trying to say is basically what this our conversation, beauty and everything all around us. It's just temporary because, and I don't know. Uh, in but it definitely definitely people will going to be go back to the creators 
anyway so yes yeah yeah we, I mean, we don't, it's the origin of yeah of, of things and we you know it's a different feeling when you're in nature and you you know at night you look up and you see the stars you're not really worried about what you're wearing or what you're looking at or who's going to be, you know, seeing you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's what I mean. No. Uh, uh, because uh, when we are buried, we we are not using anything other than white white fabric or what we say it's a, a Back to nature, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. nothing in our body other than the white fabric to to or to put around us uh, around our body you just right. go back to the ground so, so that which we are yeah that's from. what we yeah, are yeah that's right yeah <laughs> so far we are so far away from these simple things yes 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 it really makes me think about indigenous cultures and and um the value uh, that they really gave the love of preserving their own values and sharing those values with their you know through their ancestry and and i i as an american i i'm just bereft about that you know i sense we miss that so much and and it's sort of contorted our our culture I think in ways that have not been beneficial to us and and in ways that have unfortunately influenced the, the entire world. And, and I think that the, the good aspect that could come out of that is that, um, you know, if we, if we simply became more conscious of what it was we were putting out, we could rest it away from, you know, the exploitation that it's become and really create value within it and and we should absolutely start doing that immediately and and just start really understanding what is important and and how we got here and and the importance of sharing our sense of things um our sense of beauty and life and and how oh, we just you know we need to do that right away <laughs> and and what keeps interrupting us you know, and I'm going back to AI here, but when I look at the the trajectory of a, that AI is taking, you know, uh, I mean, I'm I I noticed that of course the military has immediately had to develop some a, you know artificial intelligence soldiers, and I know why they did that because their job is to anticipate the threat, right? And so they need to be ready, and so they want to have that. But is that really a healthy way to be living? And and I ask that of the world. I don't I don't ask that of the military. They have their job and that and that's what that is. I don't fault them for that. But I say why why are we allowing this to be the emphasis that garners all the funding, all the attention, and all the immediacy when really what we should be doing is something quite different. And is this a culture that emerges from from individuals who really have uh, ha have thought about who they really are, have really thought about who am I, what do I know myself, and have strived to to get to know themselves. I would argue no, and there there are many points on that, but um, I think you get you get what I'm saying here. Uh, 
we're walking down a path that we need to stop walking down and simply maybe, you know, take a diversion, go in a different direction, or perhaps even start walking in the opposite direction because, you know, it's, it's a pretty scary road we're going down and, and we don't seem to be doing it with, with a, a lot of consciousness. We're doing it with a lot of um, passionate intensity. And I think, you know what I mean when I say that, um, but you know, the best have lost all conviction, right? It's, it's, it's the time when we're doing things passionately and with a lot of energy, but we're not really thinking that hard about what it is that we're doing because we're just on automatic pilot now because we have these systems in place and these systems in place were based on fear and based on control. And it all goes back to this constantly. And what we're lacking is, is this sense of beauty, respect, and awe for our place in the world on this planet and in nature and, and, you know, art preserved that space for us as, as artists, as, as cultures created their art, it was informed by their, their love of their, of the nature around them and their observations of that. And, and that, you know, turned into fashion, art, uh, paint, you know, everything and the music, it, it all, you know, when you look at the indigenous forms of this thing, you can really understand the the holiness of it um when you look at what it's become i think there's some really good questions to be asked and and can we can we take this in a different direction can we get honest can we can we uh can we reconnect with beauty absolutely absolutely so so for me it's uh absolutely as you're saying before you started saying, I was thinking of the word sleepwalking as far as many aspects of our lives. So we're called into awake now and we need to we need to do it fast. And part of it awakening also to the meaning, to the true meaning of things, to a true role as human beings, to a true uh, who we are as human beings. But part of it is also the whole thing of healing. And for me, healing is about uh, understanding our, um, first of all, not treating ourselves as uh, biological machines, but understanding the bigger aspect of who we are and integrating our spirituality and reconnecting to nature and to each other. And, and that's part of the work we need to do because we've uh, separated us ourselves from nature and each other in unprecedented ways, uh, unprecedented ways. And um, that's part of what, together with the sleepwalking, this is part of why we're so easy to be manipulated and discriminated against and uh, used as weaponized. Yes, and separated unnecessarily. Yes, yes. So, so the key is really this process of getting to know each other, deeper awareness, reconnecting to who we truly are as human beings, and I absolutely agreed uh, that art, nature, 
and their beauty through art and through nature, not the cultivated one, uh, are... Just the value of, of that, what you just said, the mm -hmm. value that that holds is inestimable. Like it, there's no way of, of quantifying what that value is in today's world because it's actually what we're talking about is I think is a kind of existence. It, it, it's a kind of um, solidity. It solidifies our existence as as beings, as individuals having a human experience. We can't really be doing that if we're constantly looking outside of ourselves to look like that person over there or that person on the screen or to to get our our sense of value from from others that we don't even know across the world who are saying this is important you know well wh why is it important you know why is it important to me um we really need to get back that sense of our own intrinsic sense of self and and the value that that brings because that you know that's where everything begins and actually just to add to that, uh, something uh, when you were speaking i realized part of the work is actually re realizing our own intrinsic beauty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be because exactly. we're questioning it we're spending majority of life questioning our own worth and beauty and I mean, I don't want to start another whole conversation, but uh, <laughs> part of its process is is really realizing how beautiful we are if we really connect to our humanity. Yes, well said. Vanilla Weeds Podcast: The Art of Living Together. Keep listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us if you have topics that interest you or ideas about guests we should invite and share with your network if something touches you.